I'm your host, EJ Fades. How's everything going? Guys, it's a rare Saturday recording. Uh, I tried to record this twice on Friday night, and both times I did a bad job, so I deleted it. And uh, peek behind the curtain, the plan for this episode was just to do TV talk and talk about some things I was enjoying on TV. But it turns out that's not uh, funny. Um, you know, unless something is really ludicrous or terrible, it's hard to sort of extemporaneously talk about it and have it be at all amusing. So I bailed. There'll be a little bit of TV talk, but I'll do other stuff too. Because, uh, honestly, uh, my friend said this, said that I was doing a good job, and now I feel like I actually have to do a good job. I can't just, I can't subject anybody to that stuff I recorded last night. I was getting pretty frantic after the second one failed. That, like, it, it's so low stakes, but it was so important to me to, <laughs> to get it done. And I was so tired, and I gave up. Uh, and I went to bed a failure. Look, it's not pretty, but this is how my life is. We're all trying our best. Ah. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to... I had something I wanted to address at the beginning. Oh, 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 oh. First off, uh, Wednesday is second vaccine day for EJ. That's right, I'm going to gotta be invulnerable which I'm very excited about um, that does mean I might might not have an episode next week if I'm feeling sick afterwards uh, or maybe I'll just power through and I'll sound, sound worse than I usually do there's there's a lot of options on the table but uh, very excited about this about the second shot uh, and starting to get uh, a little bit back to normal. I'm gonna be gonna be careful. Obviously, I'm still gonna wear a mask, and I'm not gonna like, hang out places. But also, I might go to a restaurant because I really miss going to restaurants. Uh, and I I would very much like to go visit a friend. And there's probably reasons why. Like some people would probably advise against travel, but I. I ask you to consider the fact that I live in Michigan and going literally anywhere else is going to be safer than just staying where I am. We are doing a bad job, guys. Uh, so last week, maybe this will be a new segment, uh, I, I checked in with uh, the Nextdoor app for my loosely defined neighborhood and there was that post that was deleted before I could read it from the person with brain cancer who was upset about child porn. And just to give you a, a taste of the, the breadth of the kind of posts we get, uh, this was the most popular post of this week from a man named Greg who lives nowhere near me. It is, in fact, looking at this, I'm seeing exactly how big they determined my neighborhood to be, and it is a fair hunk of the city. <laughs> You'd be hard-pressed hard to find something that's not in my neighborhood. Um, his post is, Retaining wall construction. I have become a retaining wall enthusiast in recent months. 
I've walked our neighborhood observing local retaining walls, boring my family with my thoughts on different examples. Now I'm ready to add one to our own yard, and I'd like to do it myself. Is there anyone who, here who would be willing to mentor me in the process? And then he has a lot of questions about retaining walls. And obviously the phrase retaining wall enthusiast is inherently hilarious, which also, uh, I mean, I, I don't mean to make fun of anything that brings somebody joy. Uh, I mean, the, the episode that I deleted twice, both times I ended up in sort of a, a uh, lengthy aside detailing the reasons why the new adult swim show Bird Girl is called a spinoff of Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, but it is not in that same continuity. And I detail the reasons why it has to be an alternate timeline. And even I barely care. So I understand you, Retaining Wall Weirdo. Uh, the thing, though, that is striking to me is right now it has 29 responses. Ranging from, yep, Retaining Walls are a thing around here. Uh, let's <laughs> just, just confirming their existence. Another person saying, don't give up. Other people giving examples of Locks with good retaining walls. <laughs> but the reason it's striking to me is when I signed up for it, uh, there was a very late at night, uh, there, there was a heavy police presence on my street. Uh, and they were there were cops walking around with flashlights going between and behind houses. And it was weird. And I heard them standing out in my driveway and talking. And I... I went outside to see if I could figure out what was going on, and they yelled at me and told me to go inside. Uh, and as I'm saying it now, I also realize that is maybe one of the great examples of white privilege in action, that uh, it never occurred to me for one second to not pop out and see what the police were talking about in the dark. Um, it's... <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to have a lot to think about now. Uh, but So I just did a post. I was curious as to what was going on or if there's anything I should worry about. Zero replies. I didn't even get that. You know, I didn't have anybody confirming. Yep, police are a thing. Uh, so it, it stings a little that the, the retaining wall maven uh, is kind of burning up the charts. In a way, my my uh, next door app is not unlike uh, not unlike my podcast. Frankly, it's I. You know what? I don't think I'm I'm cut out to have uh, have have listeners. I think this is just going to stay with the three or four. Here's here's the thing: the last couple episodes have been very unpopular, and there are actually more people following the podcast on, on my hosting site than there are listening to it, which means at least a couple of people just want to be informed when a new episode comes out so they know to get off the internet lest they run into it. And that's fine. We're trying hard, guys. Uh, but here we are, being my, being my failed podcast. So the the... Before I get into into vaccine talk and my my other topic, 
I'll do just a little bit of TV talk. I'm going to spread it out, and hopefully I can do a better job than my, my failed attempts at discussing television in two previous recordings. And I'll focus on one thing I've been watching lately, and it's notable because I have watched 85 episodes in three weeks. <laughs> which I know breaks down to like four episodes a day, which is not unreasonable. But when you when you spread it out over that term of three weeks, it really turns into sort of a huge uh, sort of a huge undertaking. <laughs> But uh, that show, and it feels weird that I'm going to discuss a very popular network sitcom that I was six years behind the curve on, but I have been watching nothing but Superstore, which probably you've seen. It was a show that was popular. I somehow, uh, eh, you know, I'll get into why I kind of didn't watch it, but why I started watching it. You may wonder why why get into something six years later after it's done. Uh, and that's a valid question. But uh, my my friend and and podcast sponsor website sponsor that's not the, the case. It could be. I mean, it's as official as the podcast sponsorship. Uh, my my friend and sponsor Summer was saying it was how funny it was, and that's one of those people who you know what got some good taste. Uh, you know, if she says something's good, probably it's worth checking out. Sort of like my, uh, uh, her and my sister are the two people who, whose recommendations I take most seriously. And in my sister's case, sometimes her recommendations are absolute trash, but she knows the kind of trash I like. Ah, uh, you know, she and I used to watch Big Brother together for the first couple seasons before she moved on in her life, and I emphatically stayed exactly where I am and uh you know she's the one who turned me on to Gordon Ramsay and that's been a 20 year oh my god I've watched so much Gordon Ramsay you guys um, wow now I'm just if I ever really want to run run out some uh numbers for how much time I've spent watching Gordon Ramsay tv shows uh since the premiere of Hell's Kitchen the, the numbers will be considerable uh, and maybe cause me to rethink some things. So it's probably better if I don't pull at that string, huh? But anyway, those are the two people who, uh, if they say something's good on TV, I should listen to them. And so I've been watching, uh, been watching Superstore on the, on Hulu. And you guys, it's a delight. Uh, it, it's, it's. It's about workers at a, a Walmart-style big box store. And I think one of the things that maybe put me off initially was I would see, like, the end of it before Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Or it could be before another show. Look, that's not, that's not important. It's not important what was on after it. But I would see the end, and it always struck me as sort of a... as an office clone. And that's turning out to not be the case at all. Uh, but I, I think a lot of the characters sort of map to characters from the office, which I think was sort of a, uh, deliberate thing to, to sell it to NBC, frankly, you know, you go to the, the network that 
was the home of the office for 10 years and go, hey, so we got another thing and this is kind of the Jim and Pam and this is the Dwight and this is the Michael. Huh? Remember? And I, but it's, you know, after, after an episode there, it's not, you know, it's not a Dwight clone and a Michael clone, but you can sort of see where maybe the, the DNA was there. But, you know, they're such strong archetypes that it's very hard not to, uh, when you have an ensemble, find find a Dwight character. There's always going to be a Dwight, right? On Fear the Walking Dead, there literally is a character named Dwight, yet he's not the Dwight of the show. Look, we can talk about Fear the Walking Dead later, but that was one of the, the sort of uh, informational cul-de-sacs I found myself in in my previous two recordings. Point is, I'm really enjoying Superstore. It is, it's, it's really funny, and it's the the marketing had always sort of of emphasized how earnest it is, which is fine and it has its place. And I'm never gonna never gonna ding anybody for being earnest, but it was not what I was looking for in a comedy show, and uh, that just turned out to be. I was going to say bad marketing, but it was it ran for six years. Clearly, they did a decent job of selling it to people. Uh, I'm just the dummy, but it's and it, it's got it's got kind of this big heart, except it can also be very mean, which I enjoy a great deal. But it's really it's really joke dense. It's like more so than The Office. Uh, it's almost like Community in the way there's you you're gonna you're gonna miss you're gonna miss some jokes. Just these little asides while things are going on. Uh, and one thing I've heard a lot about, and I didn't appreciate until I saw how they how they execute, is the way it actually does deal with, with bigger issues. Uh, there's a lot of, of focus on, on labor unions and health care. And uh, while still being funny, it sort of deals with how how people with a low-paying job like this, uh, you know, what sort of what sort of sacrifices they have to make to to get from paycheck to paycheck, and it's not in that very special episode style where they're they're bringing up and it's never a thing again. Like their bad health care is a consistent thing that is just that just informs decisions they make. And there's a uh, season five. There's a lot of a lot of airtime given to them forming a union against management's uh, uh, will, <laughs> against their will, like management is ever psyched about a union. You know what I mean. And it deals with it, it deals with that stuff in a really, in, in a really smart and I think effective way without everybody having to stop to be serious while they talk about a thing. Uh, because like I said, it's very funny and it does one of my favorite things a live action show can do, which is build up uh, these like one joke supporting characters and really flesh them out. And I always think of it as live action Simpsons because, you know, characters like like Moe and Principal Skinner and, and Smithers now can be like the emotional core of an episode despite starting out as sort of of one joke uh you know just they do their bit and move on and 
uh, there's they there's some great <laughs> there's Maybe my favorite secondary character is a, a guy named Marcus who's introduced in one episode as a guy who cuts off his thumb on the jelly slicer. And it sort of seems like that's just going, like he's just going to be there for that episode. They brought in somebody to cut their thumb off. And he just becomes sadder and weirder and also more enthusiastic as it goes on. And he's he's very funny. And I think he's, He's, uh, he might be Ike Barinholtz's brother, uh, the actor, not the character. It would be very weird if the character was the brother of a, a <laughs> an unrelated actor. Uh, and there's a, there's a, this character named, named Sandra who gets a lot of, like, she's very good at, at looking sad when she reacts to things. So she's sort of like the, like the droopy of the early episodes. You just cut to her for a funny reaction. And they really build her out then. There's a whole, there's an arc where she has a, a fake boyfriend, but she's going to such lengths to convince everybody he's real and sending herself expensive gifts that she can't afford delivered to the store just to convince people. And then it turns into a thing where she and one of her coworkers are like, actually might kill one another. Like, it, it's it's it goes way beyond uh, Jim and Dwight style pranks because there there is literally and I'm not finished with the series yet but one of the characters does seem like she's still planning murder. It's it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, Mark McKinney from the Kids in the Hall is the store manager, and God, it's good to see Mark McKinney again. Uh, and sometimes his wife is on the show, and she's played by Carrie Kenny from Reno 911. And that, you know, it's so good to see them again. I just saw an episode where he he uh, <laughs> he has to get on the floor for something, and he he has a line like, "My doctor said I only have a hundred more knee bends left." And as a very old man myself, I I felt that. Uh, the point is, and I, I literally have not mentioned any of the main characters, but it's it, it's easier to talk about the weirdo supporting characters, really. Uh, it's, it's just this very funny show where everybody is everybody's clicking, and I, I'm a fool for not having watched it when it was on. Um, actually, it occurs to me I had a I had an internet friend that I would talk about TV with, and they were always saying that. You know, it had gotten bad, and it was mean-spirited now, and so I always just sort of thought, oh, I guess I don't need to check in if it, if, you know, it was good and then it isn't. And, uh, but then that friend also has not talked to me in nine months because I said something mildly negative about Nancy Pelosi. So on their list of things that eventually went bad, uh, I guess I am also included, so... Look, maybe that's the point. Maybe it isn't. That's for you to decide. The point is, I'm watching a lot of Superstore. And, and also, that might be, it might be like the last time when I can just hop into a, like a recent show that has a, more than a hundred episodes and really just binge. I mean, most shows don't go that long anymore. Uh, most shows that I haven't watched are 
kind of emphatically not to my tastes, especially on, on network. I mean, there's there's a million shows out there that I haven't had a chance to watch, but cable and streaming shows don't don't usually rack up, you know, 100, 112 episodes or however many the count is. So this could be like my my last great mass binge, which is very fun, and I'm I, I I'm down to about 20 episodes left though, and then they'll be out, and I I don't know that I'm ready for for that world. Uh, it might be I might pull a Desmond from Lost and not watch the last episode for a while. Uh, which you know what I've already done with another show, and that show is Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which was an animated series aimed at much younger people. But it was silly about Batman, and I liked it. Now, there was one episode that never aired on TV because it was a little risque. Uh, and I have the Blu-rays. And it's, on the, it's also on HBO Max. Uh, I guess if you want to watch it and see what I see, the one piece of Batman content I haven't seen, uh, it's called The Mask of Matches Malone. I think it's in season three on the HBO listing point is, I haven't watched it. I'm saving it. And one day, before I die, I'll, I'll, I, as a very old man, will flip on HBO Max, because I'm not going to want to walk across the room to get the Blu-rays. And I'm going to watch that one episode of Batman, The Brave and the Bold, and maybe the finale of Superstore. And then, I'll die. Alone. Or maybe not alone. Who knows? Maybe my life will turn around. Look, I'm uncomfortable with having said that now. Uh, it didn't feel good. Made me a little sad. Uh, but that's that's this segment of TV talk. You should watch. I talked I talked about it with Summer for like an hour last night. We were just talking about Superstore and just quoting things, and that's also very fun to uh, just kind of geek out about a TV show. Uh, which obviously is one of my favorite things to do because, uh, you know, I tried to do that for a full episode and it was not even entertaining to me. But, look, I'm running out of steam on TV talk already and I'm talking about a show that I've been watching extensively and obsessively for three weeks. So check in with more TV shows later. Maybe next week I'll talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier after the season finale. Uh, because, man, that show has been something. When you have a, a billion-dollar franchise and it has a TV show about syst about systemic racism and they, they, they set up a new Captain America who's kind of explicitly a MAGA guy and then he beats somebody to death with the Captain America shield and... It's very pointed, is what I'm saying. Uh, and also, uh, <laughs> also, it's got Falcon who has wings in it. And I am, I've discussed before, big fan of superheroes with wings. Hey, I'm going to head into an ad and not pause. How about that? Uh, you know who my sponsor is? Yeah, there's no surprise. Teasedbysummer.com. After after putting out uh, three just absolute bangers 
a couple weeks ago. New shirt went up this week. It's the uh, the soup for my family guy. And, you know, get online. Find out about it. Educate yourself. But it, it's the soup for my family guy. It's in, in kind of a shepherd fairy style, uh, like the Obama Hope poster. And it's very funny. And uh, it looks great. I ordered it. I ordered it immediately, and you'd think I'd be tapped out after after getting all those other shirts a couple weeks ago. But there's, it's just so good. That's right. I'm st I'm buying shirts. I don't get free shirts as part of the sponsorship thing. I'm support. I'm supporting small business with my hard-earned, eh, not that hard, my earned dollars. Uh Here's the thing I've been thinking of. The last, like the last, uh, now I'm a fan of, of all of the Teased by Summer Designs. I think I have, I have probably bought all of them. I, I'd have to check my rec. I, I, I'm saying this so it sounds like I'm, uh, like, like, I don't know, what, what do I think? It makes me sound cool. No, I've bought them all. I have them all. It's getting warmer. I'm going to start wearing them. I'm excited to wear them and be vaccinated so people can see me wearing them and go, that shirt is rad. So I, I'm a fan and I'm a fan of some of the older designs that aren't even on the Etsy shop. Uh, this has just been great stuff for just about 13 months now. Uh, but the, the last, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, the ape hive, which obviously I am partial towards and it, it's, Makes me happy literally every day to see that design. Holy smokes! Uh, you know what? Look, let me let me stop for a minute to talk about that ape hive shirt, uh, which again is a design that is so beautiful. I almost wept. It's so so clever, and I love it so much. It's so nice to look at. And one thing that was not clear when I saw the saw the design on on my phone the first time, but is clear on the shirt, is that apes' arms are super fuzzy. <laughs> That, that makes it a hundred times funnier to me. You can really see, you can see how fuzzy his big old ape arms are on this shirt. Oh my God, I love it so much. I'm going to buy more than one now, I think, because I, I you know, just in case I, I spill something on it or something happens, I, I don't ever want to be without an ape hive shirt. I feel like this is something I'm going to wear a lot. It is so wonderful. I beg of you to check it out. But you know, and that same week did the uh, the Spice Girls and the Stanzo Fedora shirt, which just arrived, and uh, oh, it looks terrific. That's another one I can't wait to go go wear it around because even if you don't know the reference, it's so it's so eye catching and sort of in that '50s style. Like it, you could easily mistake it for like a vintage hat ad, <laughs> and that is so good. And the, uh, the soup for my family shirt. But it's, like, just been this absolute hot streak of of these really great designs that also don't look anything like one another. Like, they're, they're all so different. And it's, it's just so, it's just so fun. It's just this, you know, I mean, just, just this killer run of really great designs. I mean... It's, it's like early Pixar. And you know what? And I don't mean to defame Pixar at all by, say, by specifying early Pixar, but let's be honest. 
they did the Cars sequels and uh, the Good Dinosaur, so it's not like they have a they're batting a thousand. Cars three is decent. I don't see myself ever watching again, but it's 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 fine. It's enjoyable. Uh, the point is, there there's no Good Dinosaur of the Teased by Sour lineup. There's nothing that you know. You know, it's, yeah, this is, it's, it's early Pixar. It's like, like, you know, Toy Story through Up. I can't remember if Up came before Cars 2, but the point is, you understand what I mean. It's just this, this, like, just this ridiculous streak of really great stuff. It's like, uh, like, like Tom Waits from, from, uh, uh, Swordfish Trombones through, through, uh, through, what do you call it? Uh, damn it. Why? It's my favorite album. Why can't I think of the name of it? Ah, uh, Mule Variations. My God. I almost want to edit that out so I don't feel like a fool. You know, it's like, it's like the Marvel Studios of t-shirt designers. And I'm talking like, like 2016 in Up Marvel, you know, when it's just, just straight heat back to back to back. I mean, we're talking, you know, when, when you get a, you get, what, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War. Boom, 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 boom. You know, that's, yeah, Tease by Summer is the Marvel Studios of, of t-shirt designers. And, Look, we're being silly here because I, I'm talking, I'm talking about these these shirts which I genuinely love every single week, for for 22 episodes now. And uh, you know, I'm trying to come up with with new ways to talk about how good they are, but like, just genuinely, no baloney, they're so good. Like these, they all just make me feel good. I have the I have mugs on my desk and uh, on my locks on my lock screen that my secret project. Uh, it's God, it's all it's so it's so very good. I remember you got free shipping through the month of April, uh, and also some designs are twenty percent off through the end of the month, including that's a chunky which. I can't decide if it's still my favorite shirt because because uh, you know the A5 is in the mix now, but it's it's in the top two of shirts that I have ever owned, and the only competition is the shirt for my website, which is not quite up yet. There are a lot of programming issues because the previous webmaster did not maintain it for a period of up to five years, and. You know, like on a medical drama when they tell you not to move a patient, we, we moved the patient, and like their back fell out. Uh, Teasedbysummer.com. It's very good. It's an awesome shirt. It's an awesome shirt. It's like there's like 17 awesome shirts on there. Go nuts. Now I'm going back into the show. I have not paused to take a drink. My voice is starting to bother me. Uh, I'm running long, but. I will forget to talk about this if I don't talk about it now, uh, because it, it came up on my Facebook memories today, and it 
it's this very weird thing. But uh, my friend Sean made a movie uh, eight or nine years ago. The Facebook memory was from 11 years ago, but I seem to remember there's a very long gestation period. I could be wrong. Uh, he made a movie. It's called Burning Folk, a road movie. It used to be on Vimeo. Uh, it is possibly incomprehensible to anybody who is not familiar with everybody who appears in the movie. Uh, and it's mostly uh, he took an RV to Arizona with with Sam and Becky. They're all family. He didn't abduct them. They're all they're all related. And the movie's sort of loosely about that trip, but there's sort of this structure of looking for Bigfoot, and Becky gets abducted by aliens. And it's very peculiar. Uh, but they wanted me to go on the trip, and, you know, I had, I had work. I couldn't just leave work for an indefinite period of time to also travel in an RV and probably be uncomfortable the entire time. Uh, I say RV, that makes it sound too modern. It's, let's call it a motorhome, because it was old, and I believe it caught fire shortly after filming was over. Uh, but, so there's, <laughs> he made a scene, it's, it's largely improvised, he made a scene out of Sam asking me to come on the trip, and me explaining why I couldn't go on the trip, and... That's what came up on Facebook Memories is a still from the, a still. What a dick. Uh, I think somebody took a picture of me while we were shooting. Uh, and it's so I explained to Sam on camera why I can't go, but then I had to do it three or four more times because it was improvised and he was shooting coverage. And that scene is in the movie. And then there's another scene where I am supposed to find Becky, who's been abducted by aliens because I'm on my way to this folk music festival in Arizona, even though it was established that uh, I couldn't go to Arizona. But then I am, and I think I made myself a music journalist for the purpose of making the plot work, uh, which obviously there's no job I'm better suited for. So I, I remember we shot this like nine times out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a camera in there with me, I can't remember if one, if this is what made it into the final, was there was one time when I was driving and almost immediately I panicked because there was a live bee in the car and I went, oh God, a bee. But I, I see Becky on the side of the road and pick her up and like, I don't know the plot of the movie when we're shooting this, which is a thing with Sean. There was a time when we were working on a fake documentary about professional rock, paper, scissors. Which uh, later I did try to pitch to somebody and they cut me off after one sentence and went, nope. <laughs> but he had a location he wanted to use and he wanted to shoot a scene, but it wasn't written yet. So he said we would shoot it and then write it later. And that isn't how that works. <laughs> yeah, that was a nightmare. So I, but I didn't know the plot of this and I had to just... I talked a lot about it. I made up a jug band that I was going to the, like, <laughs> the jug band had invited me to a festival because I 
the real person know nothing about folk music, so I assume that's what you'd see at this festival. And it's kind of a several minute monologue for me of the backstory of why I'm in Arizona. But as I am delivering this from a camera in the car, uh, you can see we are driving through cornfields. <laughs> and I think in the final cut, there is, there is a moment where I just say, uh, I didn't know they had cornfields in Arizona. <laughs> like, well, that's been explained. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not going to cut that out. But it was this very weird experience. And it was the least weird for me because several people gave up weeks of their lives to do this. Hey, that's my phone. Hold on. Sorry about that phone interruption, but uh, provided the microphone picked it up, at least now you know that my ringtone is the theme from the Venture Brothers, which probably surprises nobody. I believe the theme from the Venture Brothers is actually called No Vacancy. You know, it's a fun fact, like how the MASH theme is Suicide is Painless. So wait for that to come up at Trivia Night and you will... You will impress people. Uh, anyway, my point about burning folk, uh, besides not understanding any of what I was doing in my two scenes, is... Uh, Sean actually got to show it at a real movie theater in town, and I'll be honest with you, that was pretty exciting. Not psyched to see myself on a giant screen, uh, I'm more of a thumbnail guy, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> a lot of my scenes are from the ex shot from the exterior of a car, so no real complaints there, I guess. But, uh, that was just... A, that reminded me of that very weird time. And, uh, <laughs> the, my scene where I tell Sam why I can't be in the movie, uh, turned out pretty funny. And Sean had a clip of it on YouTube for a while as a, as a promotional thing. But he titled the clip Naked Boy Cousin, which <laughs> does come from a line because, uh, it's a thing I said because, Sam was explaining the sleeping arrangements, and they were going to let, he would, I would get to have, uh, like a, whatever, a motorhome couch of my own, and he and Sean would bunk together, and Sean sort of famously in our circles sleeps naked, and I told Sam I didn't want to be responsible for, for him having to sleep with his naked boy cousin, and Sean liked that so much, he called, that's what he titled the clip. And that's not a great title to use on YouTube. Uh, it is it is bad SEO. Um, God, that movie, it's a perplexing movie. But I have an IMDb page because of it. Uh, I... I I really want to sell a script one day so I have a, a second credit on there as a writer, but then there'll just be this, huh, he has an acting credit. How, how could such a thing be? Uh, I'm going to wrap this. This episode has run very long, uh, but, you know, I had a lot to say on the topic of Superstore.
and honestly probably could have tightened it up better and made it made it funnier but this is my third attempt and I and I feel like this might be as good as, as it's gonna get this is this episode is cursed I I plowed through it here we are on the other side uh, as I mentioned getting getting my second shot on Wednesday so if I'm still feeling if I get sick which some people do get sick after their second shot uh, and and I'm not I'm not fear-mongering I'm finding out way too many of my uh, the people I knew in high school are anti-vaxxers now thanks to social media so that's been cool uh, you know it's just a fact of life if I get sick and I don't record an episode don't worry I'm just becoming in, invulnerable and I'll, I'll check in once the invulnerability has run its course uh, in the meantime, email you can email me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, especially if you have anything about fast food mascots, because I will return to that. Uh, on Twitter, at EJ Fettis. I'm sort of rarely tweeting still, because it's kind of working out for me. But tweet at me and I'll see it. Uh, Instagram, EJ underscore Fettis. If I don't know you, I'll find it alarming if you follow me on Instagram, but I can't stop you. Uh, I guess that's it. Remember to go to teasebysummer.com. Uh, hopefully the API will be up and running by the next episode, and I can tell you all about that in an excited tone of voice. But, you know, until then, buy some t-shirts. Come on. Who are you, someone who doesn't need shirts? You need shirts. It's, it's the law. You think you're getting into a store without a shirt? You, you aren't. Uh, the ad is bleeding over into the closing. This might be my longest episode yet. I tried. Uh, gosh, you guys, have a good week. Next time I talk to you, I'll be fully vaccinated. And that'll be exciting. I'm going to just start talking right in people's faces. Just really getting up in there. Just having a having a huff party. That might actually be a thing where like people sniff paint or something. Uh, I, I will not be doing that. I will still be as meek and withdrawn as I ever was, and leave the house about as much as I did before. Maybe a little more because I can get dinner now. Uh, so have a good week. Sorry I rambled on so long. I try to keep it to a clean thirty minutes, and we're sailing right past that. And I'm too lazy to edit out the part where my phone rang. That would only save about four seconds anyway, so it's probably not worth it. I'll see you next week. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.